Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
All right, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. My name is Mark Striegel, and this is episode 793. Holy fuck, I've been doing this a long time. 793 episodes. Uh, man, I'm going to be 50 years old this year, you know that? And uh, at some point I keep thinking, hey, I'm going to go back and listen to all these episodes from the beginning all the way up to the current ones, but... Um, I think it's going to take a few years to do that at this point, right? Oh, man. And uh, let's face it, I'm more than middle-aged at this point. 50 is not middle-aged, guys. 40, that's middle-aged. That's middle-aged. 50 is not middle-aged. Maybe maybe 45 is pushing it, if you want to call it middle-aged, but no. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, that was Dogman by the great King's X. And that is requested by one of our Patreon people, patrons is what I'm supposed to call him. And his name is Anthony Mackey. Anthony, you rock. Thank you for supporting what we do on Patreon. You get all, well, I think, I think you're a $2 guy. I, I forget what, what tier you're on, but you get some exclusive content because you join me on Patreon. And it's you guys on Patreon that really help what we do here. Guys like Anthony Mackey, who just requested this that song. He got that request because he is a pat- a patron. Um, we got at Metal Dan. Metal Dan is on patron Patreon with us. We got Fred Roots, James Bennett, Jason Seth, Jay Vaninsky, JB Allen. How are you, JB? I appreciate your support, man. Jean Francois Blas. I know I probably butcher your name every time I say it, Jean or Jean. I'm not sure how you go by which which one you go by, but you're a ten dollar supporter, dude. Send me some uh, songs you want to hear. You are entitled to hear some songs. Jean Beauvoir, 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 Jean Beauvoir, dude. I appreciate all the support you've been giving me, John. Thank you. I'm sorry I can't pronounce your name. Jonathan Turner, Michael Street, the guy I had dinner with in Nashville, uh, Michael Butler, myself, John Astronomy, and Emily, we all had dinner together in, in Nashville. Michael, thank you for sticking with us on Patreon. I appreciate your, uh, your, your money that you give us every month. It's awesome. Thank you, Michael. Mike Jones, the man with the greyhounds. Love you, Mike. Uh, sorry we missed you at St. Vitus that night. We're going to hang out tonight. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, this won't be posted uh, until next week, but we'll, we'll, we'll see each other soon. Maybe Queensryche, right, Mike? Mr. David S. Gray. David, thank you. Miles Atwood. Thank you. Ralph Petrie. Thank you. Wait, maybe Miles quit. I'm looking. I, shouldn't, I don't think I should be saying his name. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know if he's still a patron. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Rick Bunch left. Dude. Sorry to see you go, man. Ron Keel, thank you. Sean Morgan. Dude, Sean, I really appreciate everything you do for us. Steve Hoker and Steven Saylor. Steven, I'm going to get to some songs that you requested later on in this episode. So please stay tuned, Steven. Two great songs, man. I, I appreciate your input, and I appreciate your support on Patreon. Join us there, guys. There's so much great stuff. I mean, I'm posting these videos, like first looks at these videos, and literally they're getting like two or three views on Patreon. And that's probably because, uh, you know, you got. I think you got to do $5 a month to see the first looks of the videos. But definitely... Uh, Take advantage of the stuff I'm posting there because there's there's an exclusive podcast that really at this point, less than 20, 20 of you have access to. It's just you people on Patreon. That's the Mark Striegel show. And by by the way, speaking of podcasts, Talking Rock is back, guys, with Joey Haney and myself. So definitely go to iTunes and subscribe to that. That's free. But the Mark Striegel show is not free. You got to at least donate two bucks a month on my Patreon page, which is linked through the show notes on TalkingRock.net and TalkingMetal.com. That's where we post all the info you need to know about this episode and the pictures that go along with it and the links to the albums and all that good stuff. So definitely visit those sites. 
And while you're there, use our Amazon links to link you over to Amazon before you go there to make your purchases. That helps us out. All right, guys. Um, Talking Metal t-shirts, by the way, for sale, 20 bucks. Hit me up on PayPal if you want one. Just be sure to send your address and your excuse me shirt size i need that shirt size big cheers drinking a little ipa tonight a little dirt wolf (laughs) yeah so anyways uh the patreon place if you if you sign up for a five dollar a month thing on patreon you get the talking metal t-shirt as part of your your package part of your tier so go to patreon and Google Talking Metal or Mark Striegel. It's patreon.com slash talking metal, and you'll find all the great stuff we offer there, all the exclusive content. Today on the show, we got Jet Boy, Billy Rowe, Jet Boy, and we were supposed to have Frankie Benelli, and I'm nervous about this already because, again, 793 episodes. I, I have recorded hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, because a lot of these <laughs> episodes have, have two, three interviews on them, right? And... I've lost, we've lost maybe four, four interviews in the, you know, going on 14 years that I've been doing this. And it's just so weird because two, I just lost another one. I haven't lost an interview in years, man. But Frankie Benelli, you know, he's been on the show three times and one was on the live stream and then I lost the recording of it. Uh, another one Emily did, which went fine a couple years ago. And then I recorded him a few days ago and dude, it didn't save. I have never had this happen with Skype. This was using the Skype software, this call recorder, and it's gone. And I'm so freaking pissed. So two out of the four missing interviews that, that we've lost have been Frankie Benelli out of 793 episodes, probably well, well over a thousand interviews. I'm guessing like 1200 now that I'm thinking about it. Crazy. Crazy. Sorry, Frankie. And I'm I'm hoping I'm like dreading the publicist is going to email me. Hey, when's when's that interview with Frankie going up? Because it was a good interview. It's like 20, 30 minutes. <sighs> Fuck. I don't know, man. I, I have no explanation. The only thing I can think is I did it on my little laptop. Maybe the hard drive was filled or something because it keeps filling up. Anyways, I'm going to start doing the all the podcasts on my my desktop, all the interviews, I think. And I, I, I'm sick of Skype. It, it's not good. It's not good. I, I want to get a phone patch hooked up. Got to look into that. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry, Frankie. I'll see you in M3. <laughs> Anyways, in honor of Quiet Riot playing m3 let's uh let's hit a couple tracks that i was gonna play to surround my interview that no one will ever hear but me with frankie benelli this is sign of the times from 1984 by quiet riot can't wait to see quiet riot at m3 this year
Quiet Riot will be at the M3 Festival. My interview with Frankie Benelli from a few days ago will never be heard by anybody but Frankie and myself. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Anyways, they got a new live record out. They're going to be at M3 in Columbia, Maryland in May. Let's, uh, let's all meet up there for all the great bands that are going to be at M3. Vince Neil, Quiet Riot, Kingdom Come, White Snake. It's going to be an amazing event. I cannot wait for M3, the M3 Festival in Columbia, Maryland. And uh, again, the new Quiet Riot record is called One Night in Milan. This is Thunderbird off of that live record that, that just came out last Friday. Yes, it's me You can't come back You're flying free You think you found Everything That you
All right, that was Quiet Riot right there, live Quiet Riot. And uh, Frankie Benelli and Chuck Wright, two of the guys who've been in that band for years and years and years, still rocking it with the band. And again, they'll be at M3. Can't wait to see them there. And on that note, let's get into a little classic Jet Boy. This is Heavy Chevy, followed by my interview with Billy Rowe. Billy was uh, in the process of setting up at NAM when we did this interview. So it is not the greatest sounding interview. Um, and there are background noises. And it's it's rather amusing, actually. <laughs> it sounds like there's like forklifts going in the back. And yeah, but but he, he says some cool stuff. And, uh, you know, I didn't know he had a, his own guitar company, which sounds real cool. So he's going to tell us about that. And the new Jet Boy rocks, guys. Really strong, really good stuff. Really good sounding record, especially if you love the like authentic organic sound of a rock guitar you will get it on the new jet boy album that billy is going to tell us all about but before we we speak to billy here is heavy chevy a classic jet boy song followed by my interview with billy from jet boy
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and on the line, calling in from what I think is the, the NAM show, we have Billy Rowe of Jet Boy. Billy, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, man. What's going on at NAM? Are you doing, uh, are you at a booth out there, or what's happening? Yeah, I got, you know, I got a guitar company, Rock and Roll Relic, so we're, we are loading out right now, loading in, but getting everything out of the truck onto the, uh, into the show and start setting up, so it's kind of, uh. A lot of work. <laughs> so times out. it'll be great. Oh, cool, cool. So tell us a little bit about the guitar company. You, you design your own guitars, or or your you carry standard. Like, what is it all about? Uh, well, they're custom built. It's a brand, so there's a lot of classic style stuff, but there's a there's a few that are you know altered into our own designs and stuff. So. Um, but they're, they're, you know, vintage driven and very, you know, we do, we distress them and, you know, make them look old and beat up and super rock and roll punk rock. So, uh, and, uh, it's all custom built stuff that we built from the ground up and we have stores all over the world. So. Cool. And do you build the guitars yourself or are you working with certain builders? Uh, no, I, we, we build them. We, we were, I work with two companies and, you know, everything's CNC, the wood, but we do everything. Everything's hands-on. I'm hands-on and everything. I got a couple guys. I got one main guy who works for me, but it's, it's growing fast. So I'm looking for some more people, but you know, I do all the finish work, all the aging and, uh, yeah, I'm looking for to find some people who could fill in my shoes so I could just focus on the aging and final assembly part. Now, now, when you say but aging, yeah. it's the aging of the wood. You have to let the wood sit. You have, or, or what's the, what does that actually mean? The aging? Uh, well, it's, it, it's aging of the finish and that hardware and a little bit of the wood. It's not really, you don't really age. You just make it look old. So we paint everything where it's brand new looking and then, and then we take it through a time machine. Very cool. And while, while we're on the subject of gear, I wanted to ask you what amps you play out of because you have such a rich sound on this new record, Born to Fly, and the guitars just sound fantastic. Is there a certain amp that you uh, go through? Well, thank you on that. Uh, well, I've, 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 Fern and I have always been very just old school tube driven amps with uh, Marshall style sadness. For me, like, well, for, for what I used on this record, I've been using uh, a Friedman Dirty Shirley, which is a 45 watt head it's basically like a jtm 45 marshall through a, a 412 cab um i've always used 65 watt celestian <clears throat> so it's pretty much that i on a couple tracks i used a plexi an old 60s plexi marshall but it was really just straight in and you know used two of my guitars that are you know my uh from my my company rock and roll relics a double cut junior and then a single cut kind of a melody maker style guitar we call our black heart model and fern fern uh used the two rock and he used the friedman as well and then he used uh he's got one of the uh the ivan as uh karina v's and a newer i think it's a 90s uh sg uh, left paul jr style single p90 dog ear so we kept it real straightforward yeah, and I mean, that's a sound. Again, we're talking about the new album by Jeff Boy, Born to Fly, which by the time you guys hear this, it will be out, uh, out on January 25th. And, you know, one thing I hear on records so much today is is stuff is just over-processed, stuff, it loses its organic live feel. And that's something throughout this record that you guys really seem to have. And is it... You guys all getting in a room and playing live together? Like, how does the recording process actually take place? Are you going to tape? What What are the details of the actual recording process? Right. Yeah. For this album, we didn't. We would love to have gone to tape, but that was out of the budget in today's world. But we did. We were all recorded in a room together, as in the band. You know, vocals, of course, are not in the room with us. But um, we did it all organic. And we were all set up in a room where we could, you know, eye contact and, and get the energy from one another. We did all the basic tracks we recorded at this place called Palomino Sound. So we recorded everything through an analog board. Okay. But it did go into Pro Tools. But, by, you know, it went into Pro Tools. But if you know how to work Pro Tools good enough, which Luke Tierney and the guy, our friend who mixed it, Rick Parker, Parker you could get that real warm, rich live sound but of course it starts with being in a room together with everybody playing together and just getting that energy 
I think it's really what comes across as, you know, an organic feel is the energy. And so that was super important to us. Absolutely. To capture that. And, I, and I've gotten that from a few people we've, I've done interviews with and just people in general. And I know from us listening back ourselves, it's like, that's what we wanted. You know, the sound of, you know, when we, when we put on toys in the attic when we were a kid or, you know, rock and roll over or heaven tonight and all those classic 70s rock records, you know, some girls have got that just warm, just, you know, inviting tones and feel of a, of a band that's like, like right in the room with you, you know? Absolutely. And I, I know you guys did an EP back a number of years ago, but this is truly the first full-length record by Jet Boy in really, what, like decades, like 20-some years, I would think. And what... Yeah, well, yeah, Damn Nation came out in 1990, so we're talking 28 years, you know. 20 You know, years. Teetering, into 20, tw- teetering into 29. And yeah, the, the EP we put out, Off We Rock, it was really the only new stuff we put out in a long time since then as well. So this was the first full-length, and it just, you know, the way it happened, it was all just kind of out of the blue and perfect timing and everything was like it was like the perfect storm for it right and now I, was it frontiers did they approach you or did you approach them about doing a record how did that all come about getting involved with frontiers uh, yeah they approached us which was you know made it even better uh, our booking agent handles a few bands that are on frontiers and he was speaking with nick teeter who's the u.s rep for uh frontiers out of nashville and he asked him he goes ah so you have jetboy on your roster do you think they have a new record in them and you know chuck our, our agent approached me called me and i said you know told nick and fern i said dude we just got an offer to deal from frontiers you know i was all in and they were all in and the minute the minute i told them about it so it just kind of you know the door just swung open it was great and did you have songs already that you'd been kind of hoarding on hard drives or on tapes that you that were ready to go? Or did you really have to kind of start a whole songwriting process once the deal came into place? Uh, we had to start a whole songwriting process. I mean, we, we, you know, once we said yes, we all looked at each other and go like, oh, shit, now we're going to write a record and kind of scrambled through some ideas of some old songs that an old riff that we had. But uh funny enough i mean you know i started i sat down and i'm really into you know recording stuff and you know with logic and just kind of i've had just you know tons of voice memos of riffs and i just started sitting down first started sitting down we just started writing and i we would send stuff to mick and shit we ended up with 12 brand new songs there's there's one song beating me on mick and i wrote a, a, maybe a couple of years ago um, and we had demoed it in, in hopes to like do something new. And there's, you know, and, and again, a couple other riffs that I've had for, you know, not that long, a couple of years of that, but they weren't completely complete. So, um, so it, it, in a lot of ways, yeah, this is all brand new. Nothing's from way back at all. Very fresh. Right on. And Jet Boy, the lineup right now, obviously you've mentioned Fern and, and, and Mickey and yourself. Who is rounding out the lineup on bass and drums? Uh, we have Al Serrato, uh, a younger guy. He's, out of, he's from Texas, but he's out of Vegas now. And Eric Stacy, who played on the record, which everybody knows from Pastor Pusher Cat. Um, and yeah. It's been it's been great. I think you know all of us working together in the studio doing this record just came together, just really great. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great sounding record. We're talking with Billy from Jet Boy. The record is Born to Fly, guys. You definitely have to check it out. Now, you guys kind of got reformed after a long period of inactivity back in 2006. At that time, you know, I'm sure there was the initial excitement of you guys getting back together. But um, how how was the fan base? Did you have to kind of rebuild it, or or was everyone just kind of there for you when you got back together? How have you uh, maybe grown the fan base in the past? What like ten to twelve year twelve years, I guess, since you've been the thirteen even since right. you've been back together. Right. Well, you know, the fir- when we first did it, right, the first show we did was out of L.A., so there was a lot of old school people that came out, and there was a big. It was kind of like the resurgence of that era started to kind of happen again. You know, people reliving their past and there was new generation of probably, you know, from people who had kids of our generation and just grew up on that music. So it was kind of a combination. 
of both. But I think since then, since we started doing it again, there's a lot of new people that have come on board. And then, you know, and then some of the old fans from the old days. So I think, you know, I think we've, we've held on to some of the old fans and we've also gained some new ones. And we see that. We were just in England. We did some three shows and, uh, with LA guns and there was people that have been, you know, wanting to see us for years, but you know, they were, they were probably in their twenties, you know? So it's, it's, it's awesome to see that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you, that I, do you find that you, you know? reach younger fans? Like maybe some of the newer fans are, are younger kids in their, in their twenties? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think some of the new fans are younger. I think, you know, they're discovering this, you know, that, that eighties, the whole eighties thing just was so huge. Uh, especially the stuff out of LA that it's just, you know, I think, you know, the image was so strong that there's kids that, you know, probably see it like, like we saw it back in the day and, right on. you know, of bands like Kiss and all that. And we're attracted to it and got into it, which I think is amazing. It's, it's all timeless music, you know, it might be from the eighties, but, you know, good music and good songs are timeless, you know, and that's why they last they've lasted this long like the stones and kiss and aerosmith i mean you put that old stuff on and it's you know it stands up absolutely and i, I wanted to ask you about sammy yaffa because obviously he's a, a big part of the jet boy history i know you guys did a i think it was a reunion show with him back in 2012 but do you have any contact with him since then how how often do you hear from sammy uh, yeah, we, we, we're all still good friends and we all keep in touch. We've always kept in touch. I feel like I kept up with Sammy the most. And, uh, yeah, that time he got up on stage with us with the whiskey and the film shake. It was just perfect timing. Michael Monroe was playing the following night. And of course he's been doing that for the last few years, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we were huge fans of Hanoi Rocks, like, like all the rest of the bands from our era, GNR and Faster and all guns and all that. Um, so, yeah, we, we still keep up. And, and, you know, hopefully the new Michael Moreau record's coming out. Hopefully we'll uh, be able to team up with them and do some shows, which I think would be amazing. That would be great, yeah. And how did he end up in yeah. Jet Boy to begin with, way back in, I guess, the late 80s? How did Sammy actually hook up with you guys? Uh, we basically reached out to him, our manager. You know, we, we had issues with our bass player, Todd Crew, unfortunately. And unfortunately, he's passed then. Course, a whole nother story that most people know. And when it came to that, I remember our manager asked us if he could have any bass player, who would you want? And we said, Sammy Alpha. And so she pursued it, you know, and knew somebody in Sweden who worked at Warner Brothers. And she just did some detective work and found a phone number and got him the message. And uh, yeah, he took the call and flew out and never went back until. Uh, you know, he left the band in 90 to go back and play with Michael Monroe. So it just, uh, again, the stars were lined up. Very cool. And uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you, what are the immediate plans for Jet Boy? Will there be a tour to promote the new Born to Fly album? Yeah, we're doing, uh, we're actually doing a record release party coming up on Saturday night here in Hollywood at the Viper Room. Um, and then the end of February, we are doing the Monsters of Rock Cruise for the very first time. And then in, uh, there's no tour set right now, but we are in box of like some ideas, whether we be flying dates for weekends right now, but teaming up with a couple other bands and putting a package together. But uh, there's nothing, nothing really to announce yet, but we are going to do as much as we can as in going out and supporting this record. Awesome. Well, so, thank you. Best thing is, you know, keep a, you just keep an eye on jeffboyrocks.com and our Instagram right. and Facebook, everything's Jet Boy Rocks. So, uh, and then for any updates, we're trying to really get super uh, active with our social media, with whatever it may be. New merch, you know, new videos coming out on, it'll be out, uh, I think, midnight on Friday, the release of the, uh, or Thursday at midnight for the release of the album, the third single, the new video. And we'll plan it. We're going to try to do a video for almost every song. So, oh, cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, good luck at NAM. And again, the new record, Born to Fly, is sounding great by Jet Boy. We will actually right now check out the title track here on Talking Metal. And Billy, uh, again, thank you for your time. Right on. Thank you. Thanks for the support. Okay, take care. Yeah.
little jet boy here on Talking Metal, Born to Fly. All right, we're going to hit a couple requests by Steven and uh, then get the hell out of here. Frederick, first off, Frederick, thank you for your kind and generous uh, PayPal donation, keeping us going. You can give those PayPal donations. Again, all the support stuff is on TalkingMetal.net. No, that's wrong. <laughs> TalkingMetal.net I don't own. The guys from the Classic Metal Show own it. And, uh... Man, I would. I listen. I'll throw. I'll throw uh, nearly a hundred bucks if he'll he'll give it to me. I, I'd like to just kind of have that because I've had numerous people. Once a year, I get an email from somebody saying, "Hey, I went to talkingmetal.net and look what I got." So, which just links over to their show, and it, it is confusing because it's talkingmetal.com and then talkingrock.net, and I probably should also own talking rock.com but somebody else owns that and talking metal.net just so i have all four but that doesn't seem to be happening at this point so uh forgot what i was saying oh frederick frederick thank you for the paypal donation i know you went to talkingrock.net and went to the support page and found our paypal tab there and that's what anyone else can do who wants to buy a t-shirt or Use the PayPal tab to support what we do here on Talking Metal. And Frederick, uh, I'll read the email. You're from Sweden. I'll summarize the email. And you've been listening to the podcast since I started. Wow, Frederick, since 2005. How come I don't know you, Frederick? You've been, you've been a quiet one. Or do I know you? And I've just forgotten. Uh, he said, he, he goes on to say, thought it was about time to send some money for all the hours I've listened. We'll try to do it more frequently in the future. Favorite bands are pretty much the same as as you. 70s and 80s metal bands, and I'm trying to keep up with some modern stuff. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Frederick. I appreciate that. Let's get into a song I, I didn't really know well at all, but my buddy Steven Saylor suggested it, and I've been digging it. I've been listening to it the past few days. It's called A Thousand Degrees. It's by Art of Anarchy here on Talking Metal.
Degrees by Art of Anarchy. Scott Stapp, Bumblefoot. Cool band. Cool band. I don't know. I guess they're done. I don't know what's going on with them. I know they had two records. Scott Scott Whalen was on the first one, right? Scott Stapp on the second one. So there you go. And one more from Steven Saylor. He is a patron on Patreon. We're going to go out with this one, Steven. Thank you for giving us some more Lance King music. I know you're a big fan of Lance King and uh, I'm, I'm a fan now too, man. I'm a fan. Thanks to you, Stephen. And this is fire dance by balance of power from 2001 featuring Lance King on vocals. I'll talk to you next time, guys. Be sure to, uh, to just visit our site. Cause we got a lot of stuff hitting. I think Emily and I are going to attempt to do a new YouTube show kind of sort of related to talking metal but something independent from it we'll see how that goes we're we may shoot the first episode uh, this weekend but we'll see how it goes all right cool stay tuned to so on that note why don't you also stay tuned to our youtube channel it's youtube.com slash talking metal all right here is fire dance by balance of power Wait for something more